podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, it's week one of the season, or week one of the season's just gone, so we have league cricket to talk about, and plenty of it. The weather's been great, um, lots of runs about, um, plenty of entertaining fare. So, um, great to speak to Sal Ali from North London about all of this. Sal, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Dan, thank you. I think it's the first time we're going solo, isn't it? It's just me and you tonight, so um, yeah. I'm sure we have enough to talk about to keep our listeners uh, entertained. Well, certainly no rain around, so we've got plenty of um, yeah, plenty of results that we could we, we, we could go through. Um, you were busy yourself on Saturday, standing at uh, Twickenham Green. Did you have a good yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, very good actually. Even like, it's, you know, it's a nice place to come to. You know, really sort of friendly people. You don't have um, to say that. So. No, no, oh, no. I appreciate hearing it, but yeah. Um, nice tea. Love the tea. That was really nice as well. Um, you guys are far too Lovely, mate. Very. Nice. I'm sure you, you, you turn up at the right time. You know, I saw you sort always of, turn up at tea, Sal. You know me. Yeah. You clock the tea and you roll straight in. You know, and got your plate full, which is fine. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, your your twos are a bit too strong for our twos. So, well done to your guys and, and your captain, who I thought did a very good job on the day itself. So, um, we'll hope to reverse the result when you come back to us and later in the season. But yeah, good start for your guys. Not the best runs, but it's what it's week one. There's a long way to go. Yeah, don't don't get too high with the highs or too low with the lows. Week week one can often be. Um, a deceptive thing, can't it? You know, they, they do call it the silly season in football these early weeks. But um, but yeah, I think I think our twos were reasonably happy um, with with, um, with their performance on the day. Um, ones weren't so pleased. They they didn't have such a good start. Do you want to, do you want to kick us off with the Premier League? What did you make of the action this week? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll start that game as you mentioned it. I mean, Tellington have set an early marker, haven't they? With that performance, very convincing, hundred ninety eight run defeat of, of your guys. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're looking like, you know, as we said, it's only week one, but you know, side that could be challenging, as we mentioned last week. So, batting first, 100 from Matt Nader, 104, 272 for four. Harry Evans, who previously was overseas and now is now resident, from what I assume, hit 61. And another batsman likes to get on with Abhishek Junjunwala, who's, I think, likes playing against Twickenham by the looks of it. I'm sure he's got runs against you guys in the past. Correct. Smashed, yep. Yep. Um, smashed 64 quickly. And then, um, you guys were 38 for eight at one point, so looking like a really, really low score until the, the tail wagged slightly and took in 68 all out. But a guy who I mentioned last week, I've heard good things about a quick bond for Andrew Brewster, um, who, who apparently is pretty sharp. Yeah, he took, he took four. Was, the, was the, the word on the yeah. street when I got back to the pavilion on that one? Yep. Okay, there you go. And so um, he's, 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 he's obviously had a great first week in the league, took four for 20. And Chris Hill, who's returned from another good opening bowler, took three weeks as well. So it, it seems that. The balance we spoke about in that side is already showing within within that first game. Strong batting order, guys that you can come in at later in the innings and get on with it really quickly and score quick runs. And then you've got a seam attack, which has blasted away your 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 opening, you know, your, your your top six seven batsmen without even the spinners really being used. <laughs> you, know? you just got a whole hole, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> blasted no. everyone away. Well, without yeah. even the spinners being used. So you know, something I spoke about last week was one, they've got balance, and two, they've got depth. Um, yeah. And, you, know, you had a guy like Sam Harris, who, who was a regular one spay last year, playing there too this week. That just shows you how strong they are. Also, the overseas also playing there too. So, um, Twickenham are definitely laying down an early marker. But we're not going to discount last year's champions, Crouch in. We had a fantastic result against Shepherd's Bush, 96 run defeat um, of the Bush. At one point, look, though, wasn't going their way. 78 for six. 
under a bit of a bit of pressure. Ramon Bray took some wickets, but then um, one of their mainstays, who's you know been there through the whole sort of rise from the championship into into the prem, um, real club man, Pratik Patel, really good cricketer. You know, very underrated, I feel. Um, steady bat, bowls good seam as well. Does a lot of work at that club as well. So he's you know someone who sh- who should be commended for what he does on and off the pitch. Hit seventy. Um, and the guy who played a lot of his cricket was drafted into the ones, Pujan Bias, hit 77, so took him up to a very competitive total. I mean, Bush had a flyer, and as Sahil mentioned this gentleman last week, um, Frinchanouf, who's signed for them. Um, he's got a very good sort of pedigree in ways played before in the past. He smashed 60 in no time, and they were 8 7 for no wicket, so it looked like it could be game on. But um, as we know at Crouch End, the spinners took control, and four books from Natim Hassam sort of. Um, Put put the game to bed really, and Bush will wall out for one five one. Yeah, that Natim Hassan four for twenty three of ten makes a difference. There's a couple of um, a couple of examples this week of folks who, who've been really miserly off their ten overs, and it, given that there are lots of runs about, uh, it makes a big difference if you can get somebody who can really bowl twenty percent of the teams teams overs and and go for next to nothing. So 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 it's not just the wickets there. I think it's the it, it, it's the pressure on the scoreboard too. I think I think crowd change is one of them grounds happening in the past actually in other teams where sides do get off to a quick start. Maybe the, the new ball and the pace on the balls benefits the batsmen coming into the bat. But then when wickets fall, I think it's harder for new players to actually or new bats, batters to come in and get going against the spinners who really turn the screws. Yeah. Um, sort of sense sense that is a way the game sort of turn out there. So um, coming into bat is not as easy if you're already established as a batsman. So or as a batter, I should say nowadays. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, credit to, to Crouch End, who potentially a tricky opening game. Because, yep. you know, with Bush are a very good side on their day and, we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll pick themselves up again after this week. So they'll be really pleased to, to get the points on the board um, in defending their title. And I think the Bush will be a bit disappointed given that they were, as you say, 87 for none. That's a, that's a decent start when you're chasing 247 and, 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 and to collapse then for, for a little more 70 than 70 runs on the board... Um, yeah, I, th- I think there will be a tinge of disappointment, but I always think Shebu are a tough side to play. They, they can be a really awkward set of customers, and, and, and they'll bounce back, no doubt about that. Um, and you know that they'll be looking forward to week two. Yeah, and also, I mean, having had Crouch and 78 for six as well. So, you know, almost yeah. different, you know, bowling map for maybe under under 100 potentially, you know, but, you know, in, in the Prem, teams back down, you know, and they and Crouch and emphasized and highlighted that on, on Saturday. Yep. Yep. And Stanmore Ealing, probably the closest game of the day, right? That looked like a, a pretty exciting finish. Yeah, there were some one-sided games, but this one was a real close game. Um, Stanmore back into the Prem after obviously yep. dropping out two seasons ago, and they've had a great start, winning by four runs. A very close game, as you mentioned. Um, Ealing just fell short in the end, but Stephen Ryan Gold, another player to return to his club, having been at university and playing some stuff for Glenmorgan last, last year or so, scored 100, um, took his side to 250. Um, Ollie Wilkin, who's now bowling again, he seems like he's fit and sort of ready to become an all-rounder like he's been in the past. Took four wickets and then with the bat, as we know, sort of blazed away. And him and him and Ben Graves shared a decent open stand. Ollie was at forty-eight. Ben Graves scored fifty. But then Tom Brock, who's 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 been at the club a few years now, in and out the ones and twos. He um, sounds like a real sort of club man to me as well. You know, he'll play where he's picked. Had a red letter day. Taking seven for sixty-three. I suspect he'll be in the ones next week. <laughs> I think he might well be. Yeah, unless uh, someone superstar turns up from somewhere. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's a red. It great for him, and it was his spell that you know got his side home for 
you know, really, really important to 10 points. It's always good to get 10 points on the board, isn't it? Especially away from home as well. So Stanmore, I'm sure, will be delighted. But Christian Martin inside will be, no doubt, you know, taking lots of positives from that game and looking to bounce back next weekend. Yep, yeah. I mean, 7 for 63 is a decent effort, fair play, particularly when there's so many runs about. So Tom Brock's uh, probably the standout bowling figures um, across the league on Saturday. Um, two other games, that they weren't so close. Lots of runs about, particularly in the Richmond-Hampstead game. But um, oh. in the end, Hampstead came out on top with a bit of spare, no, right? Real run fest, that one. Um, I mean, I, I was standing with Keir yesterday, Keir Hopper, and he was just speaking about how um, it was such a good track, you know, um, as it highlights in the runs being scored. Um, Hampstead must have fought at halfway point. You know, we've got a good chance to win this game because, yeah, to score over 300 is not a bad attempt, is it, in the first game of the season? That was aided by um, Katie Kem Kishit Desai, who, who, you know, gets on with it, doesn't hang around. Evergreen Kishit Desai, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's great, isn't it, to see players, you know, playing, you know, like him, just still enjoying their yep. cricket, making an impact for their side, smashed 180 balls, and then Adam London, who's back this season as well, um, hit a 50. So, you know, at the halfway point, I know Will Phillips was away this weekend doing uh, some Ironman event in Spain, from what I remember. So he wasn't, oh. he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, he's, he was put off from two seasons ago where he was going to do it, obviously due to COVID. So he was away. So I'm sure um, Jake Dunford, who was in charge of there, was thinking, you know, I'll be having a little 100% record as a captain this, this, this season. But they didn't reckon for Hampstead batting this year. Sounds As Ben Fraser mentioned to you last week, They've got some good players this year and their batting definitely been strengthened. Callum Jackson, another another sort of fitness freak by the sounds of it, who, who you know was doing these marathons later on during the year. Um, some good training for this marathon because he hit 110. So, you know, stamina reserves <laughs> must be really high at the moment. So, yes, he hit 110. A new signing called Sam Smythe from 70-odd. And then um, Seema Giffen, the overseas, and Mubasha Hassan, who's been there a while, um, both hit 50s and 40s to see... Hampstead home with, I think, three or four overs to spare in the end. So, yeah, yeah, nearly four overs, chase. right. You know, it's a comfortable chase for those guys. So, they'll be delighted with that because I know they did say um, one of their areas they need to work on is, 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 a, is, a, is a pink ball stuff. So, you know, they'll be delighted to get 10 points on the board there. Yep. Yeah, most certainly. As will North Mid. That looked rather, well, reasonably straightforward as well, right? In the, yeah. in the local derby against Hornsey. Yeah, Hornsey, a um, bit of a rude awakening to, to their life in Premier League cricket. Um, at North Mid, you know, I, I think having they played us yesterday in the League Cup game as well, and I was quite impressed with some of the players they had that day. And I'll mention one of them now. Um, they've got a new opening bowler, um, who's Australian, is a resident now, a guy called Dave, Dave O'Sullivan. From what I gather, quite a guy off the pitch, but you know, it's like on the pitch, then don't you? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, aggressive, bowls quick, and he likes he likes he likes putting the ball in short as well. Um, he took three on Saturday. And he could be just what Joel's needed. Like Joel, who's always been sort of like the leader of the attack, but having someone like him at the other end who who sort of, you know, get in people's faces, you know, put teams under pressure, not afraid to sort of mix it, could be could be what they needed. So they managed to bowl um, Hornsey out for quite a though. Total having scored 2-4-9 themselves. Alex McQueen hit 79. Um, Matt Moran, who's the overseas this year from Sydney, who's played for Mossman. Um, who won the Sydney Grey last year, which is no mean feat to win that competition. It's probably the toughest club competition in, in the world, I'd say. I'll put my neck in line by saying that because that Sydney Grey cricket standards yeah. really, really good out there. If your side wins that, you've got to be a good player if you're in that side. Um, yeah. he's, he's quite a young guy. He's come over through some sort of family contacts and all-rounder, hit 76, but also bowls decent sort of seaman swing. So 
I imagine when overcast conditions kick in, if we do get an E or the wicket's doing a bit, he'll be a very useful runner. A bit like, sort of like Shane Watson kind of cricket, really. That's how good way mm. to describe him. Um, but good bat as well. Yeah, so North Mid, they've also, you know, sort of said, you know, we're, we're here and we're going to be challenging as well. So well done to North yeah. Mid. And as you say, Joel Hughes, he's, you know, the league knows Joel Hughes pretty well, but two for 19 off 10. That's a, that's a decent uh, decent start to your season. In in conditions that I'm guessing, as you know, we're not massively bowler friendly. So, um, yeah, North Mid, perhaps unsurprisingly, look to me like they'll be they'll be one of the sides to watch. One point in the Teddington game that you mentioned right at the beginning there, yeah, a few folks may have seen that Monty Panasar tweeted that uh, Teddington were an exceptionally good side at, at, at that level. And, and there's a couple of things about that one. He's been around a bit, Monty. He played against some good cricketers, but he, he was he was sort of saying that you're not going to get too many better sides than, than Teddington. And we were we were obviously well beaten on the day, but um, you know they'll beat other sides on, on consistently too. So I think Teddington, to me, from, from the results there, look... Like they've made 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 the, the the clearest opening statement. Would that would that be right, or is it still too early to tell? Um, I'd say yes, no to both those answers. Really, I suppose. Um, yeah, but you know, you, you can't get better than that, can you? Your batsmen have all scored runs, and your bowlers have, have worked the team over quite easily. So, you know, yeah. there's, there's there's depth in that side, there's, there's quality in that side, there's experience in that side, um, and the ingredients you need, don't you, to do well. So. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, as I said, as the season develops, and we've got these fascinating games that will happen later on, where you've got the North Mid playing Teddington and the Crouchens, and you know, the other sides who may be challenging and playing against each other. They're the, they're the mouth watering games, aren't they? We look forward to, and every week they will have these kind of games just due to the strength of the, of the division. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you know, what you want some um, interesting cricket, and and first up, I'd, I'd say that we've got um, we've got a bit to work with there, which which is all good. Um, what one thing about yesterday uh, or Saturday, I should say, is that. I mean, we, we've alluded to it already, you know, it was a pretty good day weather-wise. Um, it was a day for scoring runs. I think the lowest first inning score in the Prem was Crouch Ends at 247. Um, everybody else scored scored more than that. Um, we only had 1,300s in the Prem all year in 2021, and we had four on Saturday. Um, so, so Saturday was absolutely a day to score runs, but not every day will, will be. You know, we, we know what the weather's like in the UK. You're going to get days where it's much more tricky than that. So... Um, it'll be interesting to see if if the same teams continue to do well in those conditions, um, uh, you know, just as they do well when the sun shines. I mean, they may well do, but um, but we will see because not every day is going to be uh, going to be the same as it was last week. Well, Dan, um, if, if, it, if you read the Daily Star, you know, it's a reputable newspaper. Their, their front page today was about a heat wave coming. So, you know, in the, well, if it's in the Daily Star, uh, Sal, it's it, it's fact. Yeah, there we go. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clearly going to be a case of uh, 18 weekends of blistering sun until until the mid-September, right? Exactly. If only it were thus. Um, cool. Well, well, we'll keep our eye on, on, on the Daily Star's weather predictions as, as we go along. Division 1. Now, I, I had a bit of a look at Division 1. As, as, as folks may well know, I, I tend to do a write-up for the County League website uh, on Div 1. First thing that caught my eye is that the two sides who were relegated did pretty well. They'll, they'll be pleased with their um their opening day performances bronsbury in particular um they scored the high what i believe is their highest league total ever um they chipped in with with a small matter of 362 uh, against um Osterling. now um bronsbury uh i, I think we we always put them down as one of the strongest sides but that, that that's a pr- pretty good opening statement uh lalit bows got 101 Daniel Rad, 61 not out off just 31 balls. 
Um, so, so that that's you know it's pretty impressive stuff. James Overy, important com- uh, contribution at the top. No, sorry, no, James Overy out for naught. So, uh, um, so, so he he was joking that it was it was a good tactical shrewd move because it gave the rest of the batsmen the time to to go out and score all the runs, which I thought was a good way of looking at it. And Overs will no doubt be back scoring plenty of runs in due course. But um, phenomenal first day statement three six two four for five. Osterley, well. I don't think they were ever really in with a chance of getting it. Um, Rahel Imam, 75 uh, off 68, was certainly a good effort, but they they closed well over 100 shy of their total, 2-4-1 for seven. And Nathan Fernandez, a name that we mentioned last week, chipping in with uh, with three wickets there. So Ron will be pretty pretty pleased with um, pretty pleased with life. As will Finchley, um, they their win wasn't quite as bombastic as as Bronzebridge, but they scored 240. Against Winchmore Hill and uh, and the Hill uh, um, closed on 160. So you know a, a pretty clear 81 80 run victory. Um, Gishan Hereth 96. Um, you know solid performer uh, um, for for Finchley and Abney Tipness um, three for 40 for Winchmore Hill. Um, but the Hill never really got going in reply. Ross Forrester got 27, but that um, no one kicked on and and, and really. You know, and, and really got to grips with with the challenge. And um, from what I hear, you know, they, they just started so badly in the first ten or fifteen overs, Winchmore Hill, that that it, they were chasing the game all the way through. And against good sides, when you give yourself um, such, such a, a bad starting position, you, you don't often make it back. So, um, Bronsbury and Finchley f- feeling good. That's sort of what you expected, Sal. Is it those those sides to be doing well? Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned last week about Finchley being my tip for the title. Um, looking look at, look at the, t- the, the team sheet, it, it looks a pretty young side still. I mean, there's lots of names from last season yep. still playing. We were, we were sprinkling of sort of experience, especially you know Dave Burton around. Um, and Brunswick, yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start than that, could you? You know, a huge score, um, and then you know coming home comfortably. So I'm sure James would be delighted with that. Um, yep. In, in, in and also Osterley uh, could be a side to keep an eye. on. I always say this: Osterley can be can be brilliant and and not so brilliant uh, in pretty quick. You know, pretty quick succession, but they they made an interesting signing that uh, and he's now registered um, on the on the Osterley page of the MCCL website. Um, Keswick Williams, who's uh, played an awful lot of franchise cricket, so um, list A cricket for the West Indies. He's from St Vincent the Grenadines, I think. He's um, he, he's going to be playing at least a little bit of cricket, we think, for Osterley in in the coming weeks and months. So yeah, he, he's been around. He's played first class cricket. He's played ODIs. Um, and uh, be interesting to see how he gets on um, for for Osterley moving forward. I don't know if you know much about him. No, so. I mean, I, as I said, I feel I've mentioned to one of the guys at my club who you know was in cricket really well, and he was like, "Wow, you know, he's a great sign for them to get." So, comes with obviously yeah. a very good pedigree. Um, just about can he transfer that into the MCCL, which I'm sure Steve will be hoping he does. Yep. Well, I'll be intrigued to know whether he plays this weekend. I know they're, yeah. they're playing Enfield and Enfield were. I mean, I spoke to to um, Ed Barnard from Enfield about about their weekend, and it sounds like a bit of a tough one in a way because Tom Pettit brought it brilliantly for Harrison Mayer is 111 not out off 92 balls, and you know, and and Tom he likes Enfield. He seems to, seems to, to score runs every time he goes there. Um, so so that sounds great, but you know, apparently they had three chances to to, to run him out early doors. Didn't take uh, didn't take any, oh, t- three chances to get him out early doors. Didn't take any of them, and of course. When you give good players opportunities, they, they generally hurt you. So so he was a bit rueful about that. Um, and so there was a couple of other sort of 50-50s through the day that, that did not go Enfield's way. They just didn't take their chances. And and that that's ultimately what why they came off second best. They they chased reasonably well. And certainly when the Sayer, Sayers brothers were in, they, they had a chance. But um, that they ultimately fell about 35 runs short, closing on 205 for 
eight. Keep an eye out though for Arison Mary's overseas. He started nicely. Um, Uday Tutuka from India. He's a, he's a pace bowler. Two for twenty-five off nine at the top there, um, which would have done quite a lot to have um, slow Enfield's charge. So yeah, they'll be going to Australia at the weekend, and I'll, I'll be intrigued to see whether uh, um, whether Keswick turns up and if he does, how he performs. I mean, because of course, not all of these West Indian imports. Um, do so well, Sal. Did they? I don't know if you remember. There was a case in the Birmingham League earlier this season. Of, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Mr. Brathwaite. Yeah. You didn't have the best of days yeah. in his first game, so it may just be a time of like getting used to conditions and acclimatising. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if he if he does anything remotely what he's done in the past, he could be an amazing sign for them. Yeah. I didn't realise with Carlos Brathwaite, well, not only was he out first ball, um, he had his car nicked as well. Yeah, yeah, in the car. Yeah, Poor old old son. Son. yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, not, not the best of days over no. there at uh, K&D in, in Warwickshire. Um, but there we go. Um, I, I see North London didn't, didn't have a bad day act, and really, certainly not a, certainly weren't, certainly weren't thrash, but came off second best, right? What 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 was the, the, the view in the North London clubhouse about I mean, that one? I mean, the, the main issue was not enough runs. You know, 160 is not going to be enough against a good batting lineup with Axton and experience as well. You know, some good crickets in their side. Um, the feeling was if we'd got to 200, then it would have been definitely a game we had a chance of maybe winning. Um, positive as well, you know, Royal Jones scored 50, a couple of guys chipped in at the end. We did have them down, you know, I think maybe 10 for free at one point. So, you know, we're doing the game at one uh, early on. Um, but, they, you know, they've got guys like James O'Neill, Raj Riker, who, who doesn't hang around when he bats. And they managed to sort of um, get them home. But um, the overall feeling was not too despondent. Um, not sort of, you know, belief within the side still as well. So, we don't have an easy one this weekend. We're going to Harrison Red, which is never an easy place to play. Um, mm. and, and from what I gather, Raj Patel will also be back in the ranks this weekend. So, that's not going to be yeah, easy. Yeah, he didn't play last week. That's right. Yeah, he had the weekend off. They chose the wrong weekend, unfortunately for us. But um, So he, I imagine he'll be back in the ranks and um, looking to, to you know, make an impact in the first game of the season. But, you know, you have to you have to have belief in your side and, you know, we'll go in and give it our best shot. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Will Jones didn't bowl at the weekend. He batted pretty well. We didn't bowl. But if, if, if he can bowl, then that'll be a definite plus because we, we know that he's a real asset with the new ball. Um and, you know, if, if, if you can turn that around, that'll be good. Also, it occurred to me, Lucas Carlisle, 36 at the top of the order for Acton, 36 of 91, sounds like an old school knock where he dug in. But when you're 10 for three, or whatever it was, um, knocks like that are really important. And, and Sahil Kerr was, was, was telling me earlier that that, that was a key, a key knock. It, it just held things together, chasing a relatively gettable total. And, um, you know, it's easy to think that, you know, you need to score a runner ball and catch the eye and smash it everywhere, whereas... Lucas digging in there gave um, gave them the platform to to get home, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're, if, you, if you're chasing that kind of total, you know, not not a huge total, but not also relatively low, but that middle kind of one sixty, one eighty kind of score to get there, you need your own, one of your top three to be there at the end, don't you? Really? Um, yeah, and that's what he's done. He's easy to make it, or, or to, to be there a long time. Yeah, or be yeah, exactly. Yeah, so just hang around and just keep chipping away and let other players sort of bat around and maybe play the shots and play the flyers that they want to do, but. You know, have that kind of glue in the innings to sort of, you know, keep things sort of calm and settled. And then, you know, and, he, and what he did was crucial in the end. You know, got them that run to the innings he made was, uh, as I said, in, in, in essential in them getting getting the result and getting the first get yep. ten points. Absolutely, absolutely. Last game in that division, another close one. Um, Wembley uh, against Barnes, one eight two v one six nine. Wembley just coming out on top by. 
13 runs. Their skippers, um, unfortunately, been in the war. Shiro Gamino, I, I spoke to yesterday, uh, is out injured for a little while. I don't quite know what the problem is, but he, he's um, he's going to be spending quite a lot of time on the boundary edge, biting his fingernails, I'd have thought. Uh, particularly, the way Wembley always seem to get, get involved in close games of cricket. So, But Shirag was very enthusiastic about the game, um, was pleased that they managed to... Uh, to, to see this one out, their, their keeper Mozim Rizvi, an impressive sixty-one or fifty-three balls. Akil Greenwich chipped in as he often does. Um, I don't think Barnes would be too despondent either. They were, you know, that they, they were certainly in with a chance. One hundred fifty-three for seven. They were they were going quite nicely, but key, key wickets went at key stages. Uh, and ultimately, I think it was Ankit Rana who came on, took four wickets late on, uh, including the last two, and 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 um, saw Wembley through to a, a more than welcome ten points. Um, Div two. Um, there were a few a run, few runs around there, Sal, weren't there? I mean, even even more than was the case with Bromsby. I mean, the one that caught the eyes and stands out by a mile. I mean, I was looking at scores sort of during tea and um, at the end of the game on Saturday and saw Harrow had made three hundred eighty two. And I was thinking, is that some kind of typo? Is that a mistake? And I had to double check it. Um, Against Ealing Trail yeah, Finders, I mean, who everyone was saying last week were going to be up there. Also, yeah, and also, I mean, Harrow lost two or three key players this season, so. You know, I didn't expect them to to be anywhere near the form they've reached in the first game straight away. And I mean, it was down to two two of their really top cricketers, and Ronan Etienne, who's been there a few years now, he's scored 138. But they've signed a new player this year, and Tay Carmichael, who's scored 188 not out of 140 balls. And I also did a bit of sort of digging on, on today in the daytime and a bit of research on him. It turns out um, he's played like you mentioned with the Aussie chap. Um, he's played some franchise cricket back in in the Caribbean and um, CPL stuff. Um, was actually in the British Army. I'm not sure he was in the Army now, but he came over to the UK, was in the British Army. Oh, yeah, he's played a lot of Army cricket. He's played a lot of good cricket in the other leagues out in sort of um, in Surrey and in Cambridgeshire. Um, I read a quick interview where he'd written down and said he, um, when he gets in, he, if he gets to 100, he wants like the Graham Gooch Daddy 100. He doesn't get 102, 110 and get out. He wants to stay in and get a big score. And he, Saturday was a prime example. That his highest score ever, he, he claimed, is 231. So... Just the 231. He may not be okay. finished. He may not be right. finished yet. Um, and I'm just thinking... How many that... tough seasons where I've not scored 231? Oh, so? mate. Yeah, don't think about that. Um, <laughs> but I can imagine some grounds like Highgate, which are, you know, quite small and sort of uh, um, boundary-friendly, boundary friendly, could be uh, an interesting place to see him bat. Could be one. There could be some lot of explosives batting going off. So, yeah. So, yeah, fantastic start for, for Harrow. Yeah. Does make me think when you say things like that. I wonder what the record number of balls lost in an innings is at high game. Good question, maybe. A rhetorical question. I'm not expecting you to know the answer, Sal. No. But I mean, it's got to be a shed load, hasn't it? You, you must be like twenty. You think so? Wouldn't you you? Know, on a really big game. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. We'll have to yeah. try and find out. Yeah, but that that partnership between Carmichael and Etienne. I mean, I feel a bit for Etienne. I mean, you know, 138 off 102 balls. He's so yeah, slow coach. Know. What's he doing? You know. Yeah, again, move on, man. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's phenomenal. Not, but they. Put on 346 for the third wicket, which is the second highest wicket partnership ever in the county league, or certainly in terms of the modern era for yeah. which we have stats. Do you know what the highest is? I'm going to let you say that, Dan, because you hope you re- re- research it, mate. Go on. 347. Yeah. So they're just one run shy of... of um, of, of of getting to that mark, so that was that was Mark Harvey and Paul Weeks for Hampstead. But that would also be way back. I imagine that would have been in an all day game, maybe as well. So if we're talking, talking about time, mm, yeah. because you know the, the one day stuff or the, what limited over stuff didn't come till well beyond that. That could have even maybe been in a frame, or if we can give one maybe less overs. But um, 
Maybe. Entirely plausible. You're yeah. right. That could well have been over a longer period. Yeah. Well, I bet they weren't scoring at that rate. Or not 188, <laughs> no. not out of 114. <laughs> But, so, so, yeah, just the one behind that. I mean, phenomenal performance. And next week, I'm just trying to see they've um, got next week they're away to um, Jim Connor. So, you know, they'll be interested to see if we can repeat that anywhere near that kind of a feat as they did on Saturday. Now, in my experience, Jim Connor, not, not the hard, bouncy track that you might want to be smashing it everywhere. Maybe it's changed over the last few years, but I just remember it being a bit slower and a bit lower. Yeah, so, yeah. maybe that will have an effect and maybe he'll just go out and run a ball. Could be the case. As opposed to, you know. Yeah, yeah to, to, to more than that. So, yeah, um, Ealing Trail Finders, they chased, chased, tried to chase it down, but uh, ultimately didn't get too close. 255 for eight. Um, Indian Gym, they, um, they'll they go into that game against Harrow on the back of a defeat. They played Brentham, um, who, of course, come down from Division One. And um, that was a close one. Uh, 211 for Indian Gym. And Brentham squeezed home off the... Uh, off the very last ball, so they got home, um, you know, 215-4-7, which was, um, you know, which is always good to see close games of cricket. Um, the other newcomers in the league this time coming from Division 3 last year, Harrow Town, well, they were pretty impressive last year, and they were pretty impressive on Saturday as well. They they got 10 points against the Middlesex Titans, 2-7-6 for 6 against 2-15, um, so that's that's quite impressive. Um, Eastcote... Versus Highgate, another another run run fest. Um, you know Harpel Sagu. How many times have we mentioned his name on the pod over the years? Um, Hundred for Harpel. You know the fine servant of East Coast Cricket Club, um, uh, and he was matched by another fine servant of another club, Highgate, Jake Sharland. Um, he'd been around a long time. Hundred fourteen off hundred eight in their chase, um, and an important fifty to not out at the end by Sachin Rawson to get Highgate home. So they chased two seven seven. Got there with four wickets to spare. Um, the final game in that division was my tip for the title, South Hampstead, who obviously lost. <laughs> I tipped them, so I apologise profusely to anyone from South Hampstead. They batted first against Southgate. Um, 148 they managed. And uh, the, the evergreen Dave Woffenden right. um, got three for 43 off nine. I, I haven't looked up how many wickets he's got over the years, but it's got to be in the millions by now. Oh, he's, he's such a consistent performer. Um, and he, he he was instrumental in South Southampton struggling. Southgate got home um, with with four wickets to spare. Any of those results catch your eye, Sal? Anything in particular note there? I mean, Harrowton, you know, back yep. in back into into the division, good start for those guys. I'd be really happy with that. And then Highgate would be delighted to chase down quite a big spot at their place. Um, you know, yep. getting the first one on the board is so crucial, isn't it? You know, so. All those sides who picked up the wins in, in the first game will be really, really happy and looking to kick on as, as the season progresses in the next sort of few weeks, you know, kick on. But yeah. actually, actually, Saturday saying that, um, so have a look at the fixtures, we've got a couple of interesting ones. So we've got trail finders who will play Harrowtown. So they both know each other well from last season, having both been promoted. So, um, and Harris trail finders, sorry, Eden will be definitely smart in having been given a bit of a, you know, yeah. a, you know a tough welcome into, into the division by by Mr. Um, Carmichael and Etienne. Yeah, I, I, that, that game was one that caught my eye because I did see a little bit of Harrowtown last year and, and they were, they were in a, they play aggressive cricket. Um, I, I'm not saying they're going to score 3-8-2, but they, they definitely will want to score runs. So, um, yeah, you've got to hope for Ealing trail finders that, that their bowlers get a bit of a, a better grip this time. Otherwise, they could have a really tough two weeks in, in this newer division. But, but uh, we shall see. Um 
In terms of Division 3, well, um, a number of results caught my eye, Sal. I won't go through them all in, in, the, in all of the division in, in any great detail, but certainly Wickham House, one of the, the sides we, we all expect to do pretty well in that division. We didn't really expect them to be relegated last year, but of course, unfortunately for them, they were. That they, they had a bit of a statement win, 311 for four against Chiswick, um, who ultimately got, got no money at 218. And they lost four wickets themselves, but by the sound of it, that they, they just realised they weren't going to get it, so didn't go completely hell for leather uh, on that. Um, although I do I do think people need to be aware, you get bonus points if mm. you get close to a total. So um, it is worth trying to get as close as you possibly can, because of course, if... It, you know, if, if you're level on points with another side, then having two points for getting close or one point for getting reasonably close could be worth a lot. But um, for whatever reason, Chiswick, um, you know, settled on 218 for four, just around 100 shy. Um, Yasir Ahmed scored 109 for Wickham House and um, sort of friend of the pod, Hamza Khan, who's been on a couple mm. of times, or at least once, and we, we, we find ourselves talking about quite a bit because he's a good player. Yeah. He, he chipped in with 77, not out as well. And London Tigers um, come up from Division 4, we were interested to see how they got on after quite a bombastic season last year, and that they, they started pretty damn well. Three three two for seven. Uh, Stoke Newington nowhere near it at all. Uh, very heavy defeat by um, getting on for two hundred runs. So um, Uzzuddin Mohammed hundred not out off just the sixty eight balls, and Sammy Hyder still playing. Sal, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. This is the first thing I checked Sunday morning is he still around? And he was. So I was happy legend that is. Yeah, and he's still taking wickets yep. down as well. Yeah, he got, he got three for it, didn't he, at the weekend? Yeah, no stop in the sky. Yep, three for 36 off nine. We're not totally sure there is a 10 or 11 because um, neither 10 or 11 batted. He was at 10 in their playing cricket scorecard, but um, uh, who knows if that would have been uh, the way it panned out. But we'll, we'll keep an eye on Sammy's progress. I'm still pretty convinced that in a good year, he could take more wickets than he scores runs. I agree with you. Yeah, definitely. I think totally 3-0 in terms think, of the wickets. I think he'd say the same as well. I think he'd say the same as well. <laughs> I'm waiting for one one of these when he, he turns up and he smashed 40 off nine balls or something. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep it on, Sammy. Uh, good to see he's still playing. Really is good to see he's still playing. League legend. Um, and he's playing in a good London Tigers side, by the looks of it. Division four, um, old eyes, who were a few guys on, on the pod last week were predicting might well be there or thereabouts. Well, it, it looks like there's something in that. They chased um, little little more than 70 against Headstone Manor and got them pretty easily 79 for two. I know Alex Thambi was on a hat-trick at one point there, but it sounds like it was a, a pretty solid all-round performance. Not so many runs down here. Uh, that may well, of course, be because some of the wickets are not going to be as good as they are in the Prem in Division 1. Um, K-plus top scored with 220 um, in their 31-run um, victory over... Besborough, um, the same in Division 5, that w- w- weren't that many runs about. Peshwa will be pretty pleased with life. They scored 225 for nine uh, and then rumbled United Sports for 56. So not, not the best of starts for United Sports there. Um, Sonny Bapper, uh, my, my tip for the title this year, um, that they, they do sometimes seem to struggle to score runs and that was certainly the case in 2021. Well, it was, a, it was the case on Saturday as well. They only got 117, but they managed to bowl Northwick Park out for 85. So, no. uh, Swami Bapa, 10 points on the board already, uh, and they'll no doubt be be pleased with that. Less positive news from New Calypsonians and Perryvale, though, Sal. Um, now, we don't know all the details, but what, what, what have you heard? Any, any, any bits and bobs you can give us there? I suppose we shouldn't really comment until the league actually make a decision about what happened, but it just says on the, le- on the website yep. they conceded, um, came as abandoned. 
um, which is you know, obviously you don't want to see in the first, any game really in the season, do you? Especially the first one. Um, so I'd be interested to see what actually took place and maybe we can have some more detail in, on the next pod once the league yep. gets there. Well, it does say conceded on the website, or it did when I last looked, but I, I think it's probably more appropriate to say abandoned at the moment, awaiting league, league committee decisions. Certainly the first innings uh, took place um, and Perry Bell batted first, but the second innings didn't end and there was an issue around the pitch. Now, obviously, it's happened neither Sal nor I were there. Okay. And even if we were there, it, it's for the league committee to decide where this one goes. So so watch this space or more more preciously watch the, the County League website and, and no doubt that that, that, will, that will be decided in due course. And, and knowing the way Nick Brown runs, runs the ship, I, I'd have thought it'd be decided quite quickly as well, right? Yeah, they won't be hanging around. Yeah, makes sense. Last but not least, Division 6. Um, couple of scores that, that caught my eyes for, for, for good and bad, bad reasons, I guess. Um, South Harrow certainly had a big win. They scored 308, which is, is, a, is a very decent effort. 308 for five against Regent's Park, who who, who didn't get 308. They were, they were quite a long way short. I mean, 130-odd. Um, so, so they came second. Um, and the other game that caught my eye was, was uh, yeah, a bit, bit of a, uh, bit, bit of a batting, um, I wouldn't say batting collapse, a batting no-show, really. Hello Millennium, 132, not out. Poor old CRS Cardinals, just the 39. So, um, so that's, uh, that's obviously a nice win for Harrow Millennium and CRS Cardinals. We're hoping their batting can do a little better next week. Now, as usual on the pod, we, we try and keep an eye on, on, on top scores and low scores. And we have a look at um, the top scores in, in the first 11 uh, and the lower scores in the first 11. And then a top score across all of the league, um, second 11, all the third tier cricket that's out there. Um, and we'll keep an eye on, on, on this, how it goes through the season. Um, and we've had some pretty strong contenders early doors, Sal. Uh, what, what was the top score in, in, in first 11 cricket? And what was the lowest score? Yeah, the top score, we mentioned really Harrow, with that fantastic 382 for free. Yep. Um, amazing achievement, and then lowest was could uh, take some beating that, that, that could last for a while. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. It's going to be some challenge to beat that, and then we have CRS Cardinals in Div Six, um, first and nine all out. So they obviously need to get some batting tips from the guys from Harrow, maybe to help them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. They'll hope that they can improve on that, and I'm sure they will as yeah. the season. Um, as the season goes on. And what about in all divisions? Were there any other... I mean, no one beat Harrow, did they? But there was a couple of other I mean, really we, decent uh, attempts. We mentioned sides placing over 300 and another side who did that was Ealing Hang Williams who scored 352 against Peshawar. So someone in their side had a good day. Only small than one person, I imagine. And the lowest scores elsewhere? Did anybody beat the um, 39 of CRS Cardinals? Well, unfortunately, there was a side who did that. Well, not for us, but for those new, new Calipsonians mentioned their first yeah. team. Um, their second have been mm. 29 all outs. Um, so that must have been easy the early finish of the day because London Tigers got the runs in 5.5 overs so that must have been done by what I imagine you know if we're looking at half one half one yeah I'd say half one maybe two yeah yeah maybe even before half one yeah yeah definitely yeah they do say a quick game's a good game but I don't think they really meant that quick Um, that that is yeah poor old New Calipsone it's not been the greatest of days has it but um, you know in the words of D-Ream things can only get better you'd have thought for them so yeah 29 like lowest score of the day um Last but not least, been a bit of cup action around. Salah notes a national weekend uh, incoming, right? Yeah, so this weekend, I know. I mean, North London played North Princeton just in, in the League Cup, and we got a real uh, sort of a left silver medal. Yes, yeah, so, so I mean, we posted two notes, and they, and they got them in referrals to go. So um, James Parso hit a hundred. Um, Matt Moran, who I mentioned, scored some runs, and one of the young openers, a guy called George Garrett, hits I think seventy or eighty. So that was a bit of a, um, a lesson for our guys. 
Um, but yeah, this, this this weekend is, is is the national, and we've got some sides entering the national because the format was um, some will receive buys into into the next stages. So there are groups with with games taking place in Group Eleven. We have um, ten, Richmond at home against a side called Hookham and Newham Basics. I think are from Hampshire, maybe from what I know. That's going to take place at Old Deer Park. Hookham and Newham Basics. Yes, I think they're from maybe mm. the, um, the the Hampshire League. We've got ten and ten at ten and ten at home to Aston Rowant, who play um, in the um, counties. Home counties, that's correct. Yeah. Um, Stand with a tough away gear. They're, they're going to Weybridge, um, which will not be easy because um, I think Weybridge defeated Eden last year, so they'll be a tough side to, to beat. Um, in Group Twelve, we have got um, James James side, James Avery side, and Bronze hosting Datchet again, which could be a tricky tie because Datchet are a very strong side, but. I'm not sure there's any national counties game this weekend, which could obviously affect some of these clubs who have players playing for the, for, the, for their sides. Um, Eden travelled to a new team actually, Buckingham Town. I think they're also a home county side, but maybe in, in one of the load, when I say load, which is not in their prem, maybe Div One. So that'd be a, a new mm-hmm. venue for those guys to go to. Um, and then we have Bush again, another tricky target, another Surrey side away at Sunbury, who we all know are a very very good side. So. Strong. Yeah, yeah. You, you know you need to go there with a strong side if you don't have any chance of going through to the next round. Into Group 13, um, we have only one game here, and it's going to be a cracking game. Uh, Crouch and travel to Wanstead, which could be a real Oof. brilliant game. Yeah. You know, it could be a cracking game of cricket. I'm sure both sides will be strong, almost probably at first team, first team strength, and that's going to be a great game, that one. So um, if anyone's in that area, maybe pop in and check it out, see how our champions get on. Um, and then we are going to one more group. I think we've got some representatives. We've got group 14 here. North Mid away to Chelmsford from the Essex League, who, who won the Essex League last year. So that won't be an easy team, easy team to play. And I mean, a North Mid went through in the last round, but it wasn't that full strength. So I'm just wondering if it's something they're prioritising or is it something they're using to give some of the youngsters some experience of good Sunday cricket. Um, if that's the case, then it could be quite a tough, tough gig for them. Um, but we'll see what happens. Just quickly on to our, just a bit of research on off air while I've been talking down on our main man, Sammy Haider. Oh, yeah. Here's a, here's a fact, which I'm probably not most people have done in their cricket career. So he's taken more wickets in the league than he's scored runs. Magnificent. I was hoping you were going to say that. Has, has he really? That's great. How many wickets has he taken? So I think it's 632, uh, if I just check quickly then while we're talking. So he's taken 632 wickets um, in the league. Um, from when 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 records were available um, in the modern era, yes, that's, that's, yeah, that's the word describing it. Um, and when it comes to his bowling, he sorry, when it comes to his batting, I think he's just scored on just under five hundred runs. <laughs> so, so unless he has a really good season this year, that's going to stay that way, yeah, isn't so it? It's a really good season with the bat. Okay, I mean, what you should try and do is end when they're both equal. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great to go out. But some bonkers stats out there, aren't they? I mean, like Alex Stewart's date of birth is the same as the total number of runs he scored for England. Wow. Okay. So yeah, like if you put it like I can't remember what it is, like tenth of April, that's what he got, and it's like wow. I mean, you know, just think of Sammy. He probably doesn't know himself when he's going to retire, so it could be somebody who just goes on and on forever. But yeah, he's he's easily the leader we could take in the league. He's over, I think six three two next month. Pep and five three seven. So it's quite. Anyone ever beats that, I think we'll mean two will be long gone by then. So um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't be talking about it on the pod, no, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> That's for sure. 
Um, wow, congratulations. Great stuff. And obviously another three wickets this weekend. And he's, no doubt he will plough on um, through through this season, taking, t- t- taking scalps with him as he goes. Great stuff. Um, Sal, really enjoyed week yep. one. Um, looking forward to week two. I think I I may go and watch our, our ones up in North London. I'll see how we go. Um, what are your plans for Saturday? I'm on Prime Saturday, so our, our twos are hosting Harris St. Mary's. So that should be um, an interesting oh, game. Yeah. yeah. And then um, yeah, you, your twos at Horns, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. You're, you're at home, aren't you? Your ones are at home. Yeah. That's good. The ones are at home. Yeah. Um, but I, I, may, I may go and have a. Have a, have a I'm looking at what the North Cirque's like. I've missed the North Cirque over the winter, but I, so I may have a journey up uh, around to North London and watch a couple of games. But so no, I, so I, I'll probably go to Hornsey to watch the twos, is what I'm saying, and, okay. uh, and and we'll see what else I can take in along the way. So fingers crossed that the um, the weather plays ball, and we'll we'll catch up next week. Right? Brilliant, Dan. Yeah, fantastic. Cheers. Okay. Cheers, Bye. Bye. Bye.